the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, the birthday boy, Yorma Kirko, and him, the next week, birthday boy, Ray Mack. And we're down in the James Joyce Irish uh, Pub Istanbul Shakers, our sponsors, and you can find us on Grow Radio UK, home of the biggest selection of podcasts, 24 and 7 days a week. And this week's show is more packed than a tin of sardines at an orgy. We've got the usual fun and games, including Morgan Freeman promoting more original music, Loud Grossman looking through the arsehole, and... And Lisa Morrow is back with a vengeance, and she's talking women's hitchhiking in Turkey. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, I was down in uh, James Joyce on, on Saturday, Ray, and uh, I think you were at a concert, weren't you? I, think. I was. Uh, met two great guys, actually. A fella from South Africa, um, who I think he I think he might have known Hansi. Um, taught me a lot of interesting words that Hansi didn't know, I tell you. A guy called Abraham, so if you listen to Abraham, um, it's great meeting you last week. And we met Tom from Liverpool as well. He was a fantastic lad who was who was here on holiday for a few days. So, uh, yeah. and still and still busy again today, Jimmy. I think yeah, it's yeah. all down again, all down to the rugby. And by the way, uh, from myself, Jimmy, uh, whose birthday it is, uh, I think, actually a week after you. Exactly. Uh, happy birthday, Jimster. Wait a minute. Thank you Erson, very much, Erson, Erson, A black milkshake and a smidgen of whiskey for the birthday boy please no, and one talking. for myself as well one for myself <laughs> and put it and put it on put it on mr johnson's <laughs> tab <laughs> he can well afford to pay for it jimmy <laughs> thank yeah. you mark johnson <laughs> yeah thank you mark thank you happy birthday jimmy yeah, Happy thanks, cheers, thanks very cheers. much, Ray. Thanks very much. Okay, <laughs> our inbox has been full with messages this week for the uh, love poem that Morgan Freeman uh, did for us last week. Uh, he sent me another one today that's coming out in a couple of weeks. A beautiful autumnal um, tome. And, yeah, a lot of people have been saying how genuinely romantic the poem was and and the fact, really, that he still writes these love poems for his wife after all these years. So if you've not heard that episode, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, wasn't it, right? I think it was two episodes yeah. ago. Um, check that one out. Beautiful poem that he reads. Morgan Freeman, some man for one man, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, Shakers. Thanks for all the support and kind wishes about the beautiful love poem I recited last week. Today I'd like to do something different. Music makes people happy. And there are some people in this world who feel they're just not where they want to be. I started to wonder to myself what it would be like for a homosexual pirate who tired of nautical crime and just had one dream. And that dream was to open a flower shop and marry a man named Dave. So I googled gay pirates florist dream and i found this song right away that's a true story folks and i thank ray and yorma for letting me play such a moving song see you all next week on the seven seas sailed pirate fred with the strike on plumed and silk she said i'm tired of blundering and all this crime 
was on the frequency of more sublime. An entrance wash buckling and nautical fights. Swap my cutlass for a satin sheet tonight. A gay pirate with rainbow colors bold. As the fair trade flourish my dreams they will unfold. From shiver my timbers to shut that door. With gold rings on my fingers, they flourish life is more. Peg legs and parrots are not really my scene. I much prefer a lounge bar or a fashion magazine. Daisy's tulip roses gay, filling vases in a cute little display. Mama Dope blooms treasure chests and dead men's bones. Instead, blooming petals ordered over the phone. I'll sail to a land where a florist feels free. Gay pirates and florists, that's a life for me. No more raiding ships, no scallywags. Bouquets, poses, champagne, Gucci bags. From shiver my timbers to shut that door With gold rings on my fingers, a florist life is more Peg legs and parrots are not really my scene I much prefer a lounge bar or a fashion magazine So raise your glasses with pink gin not grog To gay pirate florists with chihuahua dogs From plundered petals he's turned around his life Happy ex-pirate with Dave as his wife from shiver my timbers to shut that door With gold rings on my fingers, a florist life is more Peg legs and parrots are not really my scene I much prefer a lounge bar or a fashion magazine Arr, she blows! Well, that's something you don't hear every week, isn't it, Ray? Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True or false, Jimmy, would you be ready? Yep. Okay, Reg Barney, lead role of bus driver Stan Butler. Mm -hmm. On the buses, Jimmy, mm -hmm. was the first person in the UK to use cashier scanners in 1974. To use what? Cashier scanners. Oh, where, where do they scan for the um, the barcode? That's it. Good lad. Um, now, I'm just thinking, why would... <laughs> why the hell would Reg Barney do that? Mind you, at the same time, I guess on the buses was really popular at that time, wasn't it? And if that was Good. the year that they actually came in, um, it was the year that it, they came in. Okay, then exactly. you know maybe a lot of these celebrities. I mean, um, we're always being invited to open supermarkets and things, aren't we, Ray? So <laughs> we <yeah>. just <laughs> <laughs> so um, ridiculous that it sounds. I I'm going to go for true. Ah, ha, ha. false. <laughs> <laughs> the first person to use a cash machine, Jimmy, Barclays Infield, 1967. Uh, Reg Varney. Really? The first person. Yeah. So who was the uh, the first one who used the, the scanner then? I don't know why I said that. That was just to confuse you, pal. All right. Okay. Well, it worked. <laughs> Multi-talented, Jimmy. Oh, mm. Reg. An amazing, an amazing penis. But <laughs> an amazing what? <laughs> penis. Right. <laughs> but people 
said. He liked to play with said, his instrument, did he? <laughs> well, people also said that he could, Jimmy, he could paint. And when he was painting, one of his many hobbies, Jimmy, people would jokingly, would jokingly say, on the brushes. <laughs> I know it sounds a terrible poem, but it, it was good, though. Mm -hmm. 1969, Jim. Sitcom, mm -hmm. Seven Seasons. Well before my time, Jimmy, now, in all fairness. Yeah. Anna Karen Olive, Stephen Lewis, Inspector Blakey Blake, Rob Grant, Jack Harper, Reg Varney, of course, Stan Butler. All these legendary characters, Jimmy, and Shakers have all passed away. Mm -hmm. God rest their beautiful souls. Very gentlemen, yes. Yeah. yes. Blake's pivotal catchphrase, Jimmy. I hate you, Butler. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Stan Butler. Well, it won't hurt. If you get cold feet in the night, you can stick him on Olive. Poor old Olive, Jimmy. <laughs> she sure got some stick, didn't she? <laughs> you know, I, I never really watched it. Um, I just saw the reruns, Jimmy. That was it. Yeah, I, I saw a few. And I think last year on one of the freeview channels mm. i might have seen one of the films or something like that and um you know it, it's one of those things isn't it when you watch some kind of repeat of something something that you knew was supposed to be good or you knew that you did enjoy and um exactly yeah you know you're watching tv with your wife and my wife's from america so a lot of this stuff that i'm introducing her to is is new mm -hmm. so you kind of watch it through the new person's eyes in a lot of ways and you're constantly thinking will this person like this will this you know will the person you're watching it with actually like it and i i find it quite hard to watch a lot of the the 70s and 80s comic uh, comedy shows with people who've not seen them before you know because you, ha I've, you have I've, to yeah. explain half of what everything means and that kind of takes it away but it's great if two people get it and they're watching it you know i just caught up on some reruns years and years back but bob mm -hmm. grant bob grant for example he was brilliant in the show it's a shame he died the way he did at 71 years old a poor, what happened tortured soul jimmy took his own life did he yeah and he had that really Dirty laugh too, Jimmy, seriously. And, well, like I said, well before my time, watch the reruns. Good comedy, Jimmy, and not not so slutty. Mm -hmm. Or smutty. Uh, or smutty, or slutty, yeah. Well, that was it. Um, yeah. The, you know, uh, talking about um, comedy, we've just got um, an Amazon Fire Stick, and, you know, you can get... Uh, channels from all over the world on it and things like that but we've finally managed to get the BBC iPlayer and um, actually we have the Channel 4 player we were really enjoying watching Peep Show and uh, then it, it it went I don't know what happened but it stopped working but the BBC iPlayer is working and I've never had that successfully work anywhere abroad but we've mm -hmm. just watched uh, The Office and uh, we've got one of the two Christmas specials left to watch, which we might watch tonight. But, you know, it's funny. I've not seen that for six or seven years. And, you know, everyone, it was embarrassing at the time, deliberately. Um, and it was cringeworthy and all of that. We, we don't say cringeworthy anymore, do we? We just say cringe. 
But <laughs> exactly. um, to be honest, like, I, I way, my shocked. son is always saying that word. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an yeah. internet word, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, I was shocked at some of the lines, some of the things that I hadn't really thought were that bad uh, mm-hmm. twenty years ago, and it, just stuff that I mean, okay. You watch something like Peep Show, you think, well, 10, 15 years ago, they wouldn't be able to get away with that now. But I mean, uh-huh. I think if Ricky Gervais had have tried to do that now, uh, he mm. would have been cancelled for life. Exactly. He would have had a bigger cancelling ahead of us, uh, ahead of him than um, Mr. Russell Brand might do. <laughs> exactly. We'll be talk- <laughs> talking about him a bit later on. All right, we? okay. Hold on, horse. <laughs> but seriously, are you having fun with your old new fire stick, Jim? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Is it a is it a pre Christmas? Don't you hear me? Pre Christmas? Is it a pre birthday present? Uh, it isn't. It was one of those silly things, really. That I, I do this every year, you know. Um, when it's coming up to my birthday, the stuff that I want, and what I should do is hint very heavily to the wife. And I forget that it's my birthday and decide if there's something that I really, really want in August just to go out and buy it, making things very, very difficult for her. Uh, no, we, we just bought it really because the football season started again. And um, a friend of ours uh, who's already been mentioned once today, so we won't mention him again, uh, Johnson. Well, maybe um, you should. Maybe, you know, he's... Yeah, he's all right, Mark. Mark did a very right. good job of uh, getting us that fire stick and the television package from um he calls him honest mustafa uh but yeah <laughs> here's here's the thing about honest mustafa i've met honest mustafa and his yeah. shop his shop is in a i don't know what you call it really a gallery of shops under a uh under a crosswalk or something like that he's got gun shops on either side of him with automatic <laughs> weaponry and i suppose he is the most honest person on that street really or at least the one least likely to kill you but mark <laughs> when when i first met mark he referred to him as dodgy mustafa and yeah. i have never ever been able to get dodgy mustafa out of my head and of course now he calls him honest mustafa because he gives him <laughs> loads of deals <laughs> and mark gets quite annoyed with me every time i call him dodgy but yeah it works and um with this uh honest mustafa box uh you can get all the channels in the world on it actually for a I think fifty pounds a year. I'm sure Mustafa's still making say, a lot uh, of money. Honest, on it. Did you say honest Mustafa's bollocks? I didn't say honest Mustafa's bollocks, but why? What do you want to know about them? No, <laughs> you're talking about the box, okay? The box, sounds not the bollocks. bollocks. I don't know. Uh, anything yeah, about that's why it sounded like honest Mustafa's bollocks. Yeah, actually, Sorry. it isn't a box anymore. It, it was when I got my first one off him six years ago, but now it's just a code. Yeah, we've got way off the track, you know. Yeah, we have. (laughs) We're supposed to be on through our phones. All right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, number two. There are no Two out of two so far. That would you bite me? (laughs) There There are no snakes in Ireland. Yes, true. Good man. Do you, me, do you want me to go into detail or are you going to do it? Uh, okay, we'll share it, okay? All right. <laughs> In theory, theoretically speaking, Jimster, without hissing you off, mm-hmm. it was <laughs> metaphorical. <laughs> it was. They have no snakes. That is true. But mm-hmm. when they said uh, St. Patrick chased all the snakes out of Ireland, Jimster, 
He meant the it pagans. Was in reference he? to pagans, yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe. I believe, Jimmy. But mm -hmm. seriously, before you tell me, my grandfather told me there were literally no snakes in Ireland. The reason we celebrate St. Patrick's Day is because the people were worshipping serpents, snakes, Jimmy. St. Patrick brought Christianity to the people, and through him, God banished all the snakes, Jimmy, from the island. Since mm -hmm. that time, no snakes are in the wild there. My grandfather, Jimmy, also said that he enjoyed most of all walking through the fields, the tall grass and the flowers, never ever having to worry about snakes. Mm, I suppose so. For goodness snake, Jimmy. <laughs> I think Jimmy. it's a ni nice story, isn't it? Um, yeah. And of course... I, I'd always heard this story as well, drove the snakes out of Ireland. It's only been in the last few years I've heard a bit more stuff about it being a metaphor for pagans. But hmm. I think the reality is really, is that, um, you know, it, it was due to the Ice Age, wasn't it? And at a certain yeah. period during the Ice Age, uh, all, uh, you know, the island of Britain was connected to mainland Europe. Um, Ireland was connected to Britain, and then there was a point where Ireland it wasn't was as connected cold to as Europe. Fuck. Yeah, it was. It was, and simply the the snakes that had sneaked um, into Britain just couldn't cross that land bridge anymore. I think that's the the real reason, isn't it? It's not quite as romantic or as exciting, though, is it? No, but you, you're <laughs> right, though. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you something else, Jimmy, for nothing. <laughs> also, there's no fucking sun in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Blame the druids. But Jimmy, as a great Irish philosopher once quoted, snakes can walk on two feet as well. Oh, they do? Plenty of those bastards up in the doll, the government in Dublin, Jimmy. Mm. <laughs> they, they live among us. They do indeed. They live among us. <laughs> Anyway, Jimmy, one out of two. Not bad for your birthday and all. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. i tell you what. I'll uh, I'll take you for a birthday curry after that one. How about that? Yeah, that's just a couple of hours away. Across yeah. The Actually, just down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of hours, yeah. yeah. Looking forward Getting to that with all the lads and girls. Getting a few people together, having a uh, nice little ruby. Uh, so exactly, uh, yeah, it was quite quite a challenge that actually. Uh, there's there's a street in central Istanbul near Taksim Square where over the last few years a number of Indian and Pakistani restaurants have set up, haven't they, Ray? Yeah. And um, as more and more of them have sprung up around the town, mm -hmm. the chances of finding one that serves alcohol are slimmer and slimmer. And some of the ones that used to serve alcohol don't anymore and but Slip, we, ma yeah. we managed to find a nice job one didn't we so bring your own booze exactly slimmer right. and slimmer just like yourself jimmy yes indeed slimmer every day nice compliment wasn't it for your birthday yeah it was yeah i've been talking about slimming i've been swimming today been down <laughs> in the sea it's, it's getting cold it's starting to get cold it's nothing like it was a month ago winter is coming as they say it is indeed, Jimmy. Ah, but mm. it's a late, a late summer. The weather is absolutely gorgeous, Shakers. It's still sweltering, beautiful, gorgeous heat in Istanbul and Turkey all around. No, it's not. 
It really is not. It's getting cold. Yeah, <laughs> serious. Jimmy, today was yeah, it is getting cold. scorching. We, no, it's not. It was 24 in the middle of the day. It was freezing in the morning. It was cold getting out of the water today. Not it, in my part. Summer, well, you don't go in the water, do you? No, um, no. But the, the summer started late, so I was thinking we were going to have one of those summers that went on till October, but I, I'm wearing jumpers in the house now, which I, I wouldn't normally do in this time of year. Yeah, but you're a bit strange anyway, and a bit odd. I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I couldn't wear a jumper or a cardigan or a shirt in this weather, man. I, anyway, you're, like I said, you're a bit odd. As soon odd, as the sun right. is gone, it ain't, it ain't warm anymore, I tell you. Well, I'm putting you on my list of enemies. There, you're in for it now. Ha! Only joking! Well, basically, what happens each week is that uh, Mowgli and uh, Declan from Hackett Technologies and Cross Malina get in touch with us and let us know what audio they've been able to get hold of for us to play. So, you know, that could be from, from anywhere in the world, really, but... Mowgli got in touch uh, this week, actually, phoned up, and he offered us some exclusive audio, actually, from uh, Russell Brand's bedroom. But, I, you know, we didn't really think that we should complicate matters too much. So, yeah, but great lads, tip-top lads from uh, Cross Malina. Oh, I love Instead, and Declan. Yeah, yeah, they offered us Loud Grossman presenting a show, Jimster off Norwegian cable TV called True the Arsehole. What's that, Ray? <laughs> you know, talk about that later on. Where Loud looks through the contents of a celebrity's home and the audience, Jimmy, has to guess who it is. Hmm. True the Arsehole. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another thrilling episode of See Through the Arsehole. I'm your host, Loud Grossman, and today we embark on a delightful mystery to guess the celebrity behind this eccentric dwelling. As we explore this fascinating residence, clues abound, each item offering a glimpse into the enigmatic persona of our mystery celebrity. Ah, what's this? A popcorn machine ready for action, standing proud, in a cinematic spirit, perhaps, a map of Norway and an eccentric art installation of, what are these? Tins of pickled herring. Something seems a bit fishy. And look here, a rather peculiar self-help book titled How to Offend Waitresses. Quite the interesting read, I must say. Could our celebrity have an unconventional sense of humor? Now, this caught my attention, a tome titled How to Convince People You're Talented When You're Clearly Not a cheeky nod to the art of showmanship, or a hint at an unexpected talent waiting to be unveiled. And what's this coffee table read? Karaoke for beginners. Aha! A passion for singing, perhaps? Or maybe a connection to a certain viral carpool series. The plot thickens. Let's shift our attention to this intriguing ahem, well-thumbed through scrapbook, filled with memories of Ulrika Johnson a dear friend, a romantic connection, or simply a fan. Oh, uh, the intrigue. Let's check out the master bedroom, mirrored ceilings. Oh, but wait, what's this gizmo? An automatic hot dog machine by the side of the king-size leather bed, a penchant for unconventional snacking on the job, or perhaps a nod to a memorable TV moment. One can only guess. And hidden beneath the pillow, a collection of magazines with a certain, shall we say, 
dubious nature, a guilty pleasure, or a sly sense of humor. Our celebrity secrets continue to unravel. As we piece together these playful clues, the identity of our mystery celebrity remains shrouded in humor and eccentricity. Join us next time as we reveal the truth behind See Through the Arsehole. I'm Loud Grossman, bidding you good night and leaving you with a tantalizing puzzle to solve. Any ideas, Ray, who it could be? Any clues that sort of may have steered you in a certain direction? Uh, yeah, there was. There's lots. I mean, I know who it is, Jimmy. Do you oh, know God. who it is? Well, um, I nearly said I wrote it, so I would do, but then again, we're pretending <laughs> it's been done by Hackett Technology, so... <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bollocks, you. So who is it, Ray? <laughs> I don't know, some brand new fella. Uh, no. All the clues were there. Norway, pictures of Ulrika Johnson, tins. I don't, I, seriously, Jimmy, I, I, you'll have to tell me because I'm a little bit, uh, I was a little bit lost on it. It's James Corden. James Corden. You are really into James Corden, aren't you? I absolutely, not love. What's that other one? Um, yeah, don't particularly like him. No, it was... Um, did that with uh, with Jamie, and we decided to follow up the theme of uh, James Corden from when we did the news article about him. So all of those things were things that were mentioned in the news article. Oh, so there we go. Anyway. And what about all those uh, peddling lies about Russell Brand over the last week, Jimmy? They are saying he was a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're saying all sorts. All sorts. <laughs> but Jimmy, do you know what I love? Seriously. Get a lot of this. In the news recently, Michael Ballymore has spoken out about this and said, This, this is what they do, pal. Shakers, in theory, you know. You're, you're talking about the press. Oh, listen, yeah, you're absolutely fucked, Jimmy. Absolutely fucked when Michael Ballymore is on your side and defending you. <laughs> straight, straight <laughs> in at the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Uh, about which? About Michael Barrymore defending him or about Stuart Lubbock being murdered in about Michael Barrymore's him. swimming about pool? About Barrymore defending him, yeah, boss. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, but that brand bloke, he spoke out about the big pharma, Jimmy. Now, fair play to him. He's an old scientist, but let's get this straight. These are new, fresh allegations, Jimster. You cannot go around, though, doing that kind of thing, Brandy Boy. Mm. I'm afraid not. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know if Michael Barrymore defending you is a good thing or, or not, to be honest. But to be honest, I think Michael Barrymore was probably innocent. I think someone at his party was a big murdering bastard, but I think he, I believe he generally didn't know about it. Um, whereas Russell Brand, you know, they say, yeah, I've just thought Russell Brand, no smoke without fire. Do you like that, Ray? Do you yeah. see what I did there? I did. Anyway. <laughs> But Jimmy, you know, if he was convicted, mm -hmm. would he be branded? He might be. <laughs> Jimmy, they would have some field day on his surname, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would. But it could be a smear job, Jimmy. A lot of people are coming out. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> a lot are. Of people are coming forward now. 
<laughs> they could be jumping on the old bandwagon, Jimmy. Why no, didn't the, they come out? Or Why the didn't brand they come wagon. forward? Why didn't they come forward earlier on, Jimmy? Um, I think it's not a case of coming forward. I, I think it's a case of it takes a lot of guts, I think, for people to do this kind of thing. And it only takes one to break ranks. And the minute that somebody's done it, somebody comes out, then they all come forward. You know, it's the same with that bastard uh, Barry Bennell, the football coach who died last week. Um, good. Who, Jimmy? Barry Bennell, football abuser. Um, he was serving a life sentence in prison. He died last week. Abused hundreds of boys and mm. quite possibly Gary Speed and almost, almost Neil Lennon. Apparently Neil Lennon walked into a caravan whilst he was abusing a boy uh, when he was a teenager and, you know, he was hiding in plain sight for absolutely years and years and years and years because mm -hmm. you come forward and say something like that against somebody who's established and nobody believes you. But you only need, you only get one person who does believe you and then the floodgates open because these people rarely do it once. Mm -hmm. It's usually part of the life, I think. So anyway, well, I'm gonna... innocence until proven guilty, I'm... of course. That's exactly what I was going to say, Jimmy. Mm. That's exactly what I was going to say. Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. Hi again, Shakers. Last month I shared a bit about the history and politics of moustaches and beards in Turkey. My preference, if you remember, is for clean-shaven men. And that's not just because I don't want my delicate skin to get stubble rash. It's a long story, but here goes. On my first trip to Turkey, with the confidence of youth, I thought it would be fun to hitchhike from Istanbul to Gurume in Cappadocia, the heartland of the country. Ignoring the fact it was illegal to hitchhike on highways, an English guy and I caught a bus to the outskirts of the city and stood by the side of a busy road holding up a handmade sign. We put Ankara as our destination, figuring a lot of people would be heading that way, given it was the capital. Right from the start of what turned out to be a tortuous 28 hours in one day kind of trip, it was a lesson a lesson in the Turkish art of waiting. Waiting for an unspecified period of time. Not long, soon, in a while, a bit, and, well, later. And all the many other Turkish words I've learned over the years from visits to the immigration office, the hospital, the council, the land title office, and basically anywhere there's a matter of bureaucratic importance to be completed. What I now know is that no matter how hopeful these words make you feel, they really mean that person, event, or vital document you're sweating on will come whenever, possibly even tomorrow, or maybe just never, depending on the situation. That's how it felt that day, standing in the blazing sun, inhaling petrol fumes from passing trucks. I thought we'd be there forever, so by the time a truck did finally stop, I didn't care who was driving. He turned out to be your typical grizzled truckie, but the man sitting beside him wore a neat long sleeve white shirt and formal trousers. Even though he spoke little English, with the help of my very tiny dictionary and creative charades on our part, he told us his name was Sally and he owned the truck. At first, he seemed quite nice and gave us lots of advice. We talked of all manner of things, as long as I could find the right word. Turkish food? Çok güzel. Australia? Çok güzel. What about the Turkish language? Not çok. The novelty quickly wore off and over the course of the next umpteen hours, Sally led us in and out of petrol offices, train and minibus stations, plied me with beer, followed me to the toilets, came to the bus station with us in Ankara and stayed glued to our side until the wee hours. 
Getting away from him involved a posse of daring young men and a rather frightening looking policeman with a curled and waxed moustache, something Sully had warned us about earlier in the day. Now I can hear you asking, what about him, Sully? What type of moustache did he sport? Find out for yourself in the full story called Almost There in my latest book, Longing for Istanbul. Available direct from me in Istanbul or online. Uh, yeah, that was a great piece from Lisa. Uh, wind that back if you didn't catch the name of her book. She's really, really, really worth reading. Um, yeah, yeah definitely. In lots of big media places, The Guardian, CNN, and of course, uh, like Milkshake Comedy Podcast. Yeah, when it comes to Turkey, no one. No one tells it like our Nobody Lisa talks Turkey like Lisa. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week, Jimmy, comes in from an avid listener uh, to our, our show, the lovely Hattie Hall from Wexford in Ireland, mm. Jimmy. Hello, now, Patty. You know, yeah, and we have uh, uh, two other famous people from Wexford mm-hmm. on the show. We do, very soon. Jamie and Joan. Jamie and Joan. Wrong. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Can I just interrupt okay. just before you, you start that? Um, yeah, sorry. Patty, uh, just want to say uh, thank you ever so much for the uh, some things that you said to me this week. It was ever so appreciated. And whilst I'm also doing that, uh, Ben Willoughby as well, big shout out to you. Told me a great joke today, um, but also wrote something extremely nice this week. Um, which I'll show to you, Ray. You don't you don't know Ben actually, but he's he's followed us for about a year. So thanks to both of you and everyone else who said really wonderful things to us this week. Sorry, Ray. Took it all away from me. You big bollocks. Sorry. <laughs> I'd have forgotten otherwise. And ah no, well, you know you 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 are in a sentimental old fool. Mm. Forty nine at that. Rob <laughs> arrives home from work and is met at the door by his sobbing wife. Asking her what happened, and tearfully, she explained, It's the pharmacist. He insulted me terribly this morning on the phone. Immediately, Rob drives to town to confront the pharmacist and demands an apology. Before he could say more than a word or two, the pharmacist says to him, Just a minute, and listen to my side of it, pal. This morning, the alarm failed to go off, so I was late getting up, and I went without breakfast, locked the house door, and popped my keys through the letterbox as usual, and then hurried out to the car, just to realize that I had locked the house with both house and car keys inside. I had to then, Jimmy, bang on the door until eventually my 94-year-old mother wakened, got up, and came down the stairs so I could get my car keys. Then, Jimmy, driving a little too fast, I got a feckin' speed ticket, Jimmy, and wait for it. When I was about three blocks from the shop, I got a flat tire. A feckin' flat tire. You dig, Rob? You dig? Are you sucking in while I'm spitting out? Pound for pound, pal. Anyway, finally, I got to the shop. There was a bunch of people waiting for me to open it. And the phone was ringing non-stop. I got the shop opened and started serving the queue of customers. And all the time, that bloody fucking phone was ringing off the hook. Rob, you hear me? Then I had to break a roll of coins against the cash register drawer to make change. What happened? They spilled all over the floor. 
I got down on my knees to pick up the coins. The phone was still ringing and ringing and getting me more than a bit annoyed and irritated, pal. Anyway, as I got up, I cracked my head on the open cash drawer, which made me stagger back against a showcase with a bunch of perfume bottles on it. Half of them hit the floor and broke. So you can imagine, you can imagine the stench of that mixed up perfume load. Meanwhile, the phone is still ringing like feck and no let up. And I finally got back to answer it. It was your wife who wanted to know, who wanted to know how to use a rectal thermometer. Believe me, Rob, good sir. Believe me, Rob, as God is my witness. All I did was tell her. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, give it up. Good one. All right. That's all, folks. Next week, we've got Greg and Emily back with us after their recent encounter at Honzi's uh, dodgy masquerade ball. And Morgan Freeman will be back with us again. He's going to be reading us a poem about the autumn which he sent me today. Yeah, and and also it's Ray's birthday next Thursday, so uh, please wish him well and send him a nice message. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But tonight we're concentrating uh, on your birthday, Jimmy, and in a couple of hours we'll be heading down for a lovely Indian. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Uh, thank you for all your support, Shakers. Let's have some more Lost in Translation stories, please, where you tell us about how... <laughs> how you... How... You've ever... <laughs> you've ever embarrassed yourself abroad. And keep posting on Black Milkshake. God bless you. Yeah, also, and most importantly, please share this podcast link and tag uh, Jorma Kirko. Uh, that's J-O-R-M-A-K-I-R-K-K-O and Ray Mack. And let us know uh, the, the podcast link that you're listening on right now and write us a short line perhaps about why you enjoyed today's show or why people might enjoy it in general. Uh, we can only keep making this show if we get in the new listeners. So it really, really, really is important. Yeah, well said, Jimmy. Well said. Can everyone make a concerted effort, please, like Jimmy said, to tell a friend to listen to us? And if you're listening on Apple, give us a review, please. Yeah, please. Uh, we've got loads of ratings on Spotify, which is fantastic, but we've still only got three reviews on Apple, uh, which doesn't make any sense. So if you could give us one, it would be great. Okay. Um, special thanks to Morgan Freeman, Lisa Morrow, Loud Grossman, Mowgli, and Declan at Hacklin Tech. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Morgan Freeman, Lisa Morrow, Loud Grossman, Mowgli and Declan at Hackett Technologies. And where we are right now, Shakers, is in the James Joyce Irish pub having a birthday celebration with the birthday boy himself, Yorma Jimster. Also, Grow Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew. Next week, Shakers, we are back. Good skills. Good skills. 
Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023